0: Welcome back to another episode of Read It or List It. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ashley. And in today's episode, we are kicking off our March series celebrating International Women's History Month. Like we did with the romance genre, we want to share what we've learned about women in literature, what we are still learning, and some of our favorite recommendations. When we sat down to plan out this series, I realize that I don't have a lot of books written by men on my shelves. I don't think that's ever been like a conscious choice of mine.
1: Yeah, I, I looked at after you said that I looked at my um, shelves too. And I, I kind of have a pretty even number of books written by men and women. But I feel like the ones that I've actually read and like pulled from my shelves. And the ones that I've I, identified with more are the ones written by women and that doesn't matter like what the main who the main character is like the gender of the main character it's like who the author is I tend to feel like I identify maybe more with like their writing style or I don't I can't really pinpoint it but same I really like I guess I if a book is like really hyped
0: up by a male author I'm like okay like I read The Nickel Boys um, by Colson Whitehead and I also read his other book The Underground Railroad but I guess I don't know it's like
1: I when I'm in the bookstore, I'm in the library. Those are the books that I gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and John Boyne, he wrote one of my favorite books of all time, The Hearts and Visible Furies, which you finally added to your book of the month. I'm so proud. Yes, it's coming this month. <laughs> um, and I love that book. And that is the entire life of a gay man in Ireland. So it's own voices and it's fascinating. I absolutely love that book. But other than that... I would say probably the books that I cannot stop raving about are all by women. And I I love that. Yeah. But I think also women have made a big impact on the writing world. For example, I, I think you knew this, but Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, which is the first of the Harry Potter books, appeared on the bestseller list for all 52 weeks of 1999, an entire year. That's insane. I know. Um, I did
0: know that because I, I love Harry Potter so much, and I remember like I've always been a reader since I was a kid, and I always had dreams of being a writer. So J.K. Rowling was someone that I really looked up to, especially as a kid, and um, I always harped on the idea that they made they her publisher encouraged her to initial her name on the harry potter books rather than using her full name of joanne and she was advised to do that um, in order to appeal to boys because their research showed that boys wouldn't read a book by a woman and i just wonder if she had used a gender specific name if it would have had the same level of success
1: yeah and i think i mean we'll never really know um it's all speculation, but it is interesting to just kind of look back and think about which women have made history in the writing world. Will we continue to see more women um, break those barriers and shoot to the, the top of success? How does social media, Bookstagram, all that impact that? Does that level the playing field for authors of all, across all demographics? Um, can it help in some areas more than maybe traditional publishing methods and I found a really interesting article. I think you found this too, Phoebe, from The Pudding about gender bias mm-hmm. of the New York Times bestseller list. And it's pretty much just a data poll um, where they look at all the New York Times bestseller lists from the 1950s through 2010 and just see how female representation has fluctuated over the years. And uh, it's it's fascinating to just kind of see all those statistics laid out and in, in pretty little charts. And some at year, some years, female representation on the New York Times bestseller list was as low as 14%, which is crazy. And then other times, it was a lot higher. But what I noticed, which kind of ties into our last series, is, is that romance – really pushed women to the top several of those years Danielle Steele was the top author in 1990 and in 2000 and she beat out Stephen King and James Patterson which if you go into any bookstore they're there in the forefront obviously super popular successful authors and I just think that's really interesting and she obviously is as well and I just think that's really interesting because we kind of talked about that Yeah, Yeah.
0: Um, I'm going to leave all of the the links to the articles that we mentioned in a blog post today because it's like Ashley mentioned, it's really like great to see the charts because I thought it was fascinating to go through the data and just how as like we got closer to modern day, like what evened out and it was just like satisfying to see. I'm, I'm really interested to see like how it continues. I personally have never read any Stephen King and any James – and I've never read James Patterson either because I don't like to read intense thrillers or horror because I just like to sleep at night. Um, (laughs) So I know like a lot of people – obviously people rave about Stephen King. So maybe one day I will read him. Um, My dad's favorite author is James Patterson.
1: He's read like all of his books. He pumps out books like – in like nothing yeah, but i heard i i don't know I, this is unsubstantiated so i could be really wrong but i heard that he has a lot of ghost writers too so people write Ooh. under the james patterson name but he doesn't actually write them
0: i read a book last summer um the islanders by meg mitchell moore and in it she like one of the main characters falls for this guy who his father is like James Patterson author and um the you find out that his wife was writing the books for him wow and I was like like scandalous yeah like he wrote one book and was really successful and the publisher was like oh we love your work we want to like we're going to give you this deal that you publish two books a year and eventually he ran out of ideas and uh so like this The son was, like, so stressed out about not living up to his father's standards. And he was just, like, struggling so much with this his whole life. And then he finds out that, like, it was his mom who wrote the most successful of the books. And I was like, That's so great. Um, Obviously, it's a fictional piece. I'm not
1: going to spoil it for you, but there's a book that I read recently that has that theme in it as well. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You're just going to have to read all the books that I've ever read, and then you'll know. (laughs) All right. Coming to my page. My shelf love stack. (laughs) Anyways. Obviously, in our first episode, we keep it very broad and overarching, introducing the series. This is a series about women authors in honor of Women's History Month. So you can also check out a bunch of lists at local bookstores of, you know, popular female authors. Um, I think most of them have one. I saw one on Powell's website, 25 Women to Read Before You Die, one of those bucket list books. Um, A lot of my favorite authors are on that list so that's another resource for you um well we had
0: mentioned in in our previous episode like a couple books that we were going to be reading and focusing on during this series and um it was uh, a good reminder for us of the importance of like trigger and content warnings Mm -hmm. so before we mention any other specific books we just want to give some um, trigger and content warnings for the books that we mentioned. Um, yeah, because
1: we're gonna we're gonna talk about these books, perhaps you know, in in maybe a little bit more detail. Do full review episodes on some of them, um, at least one of them. If you wanted to read along with us on these books, we wanted to just warn you with these content warnings if any of these things are um, topics that you generally stay away from. And you can get Phoebe and I's full reviews up on either of our Instagrams. I'm at underscore shelf love underscore. And I'm at read and write, W R I G H T. So we
0: mentioned A Woman is No Man by Itof Room, and that does contain um, rape and spousal rape, domestic abuse and the cycle of abuse, and there's also a mention of suicide. Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed does deal with racism and racial stereotypes, racial discrimination, and class and privilege discrimination. And um, If You Want to Make God Laugh by Bianca Marais, uh deals with the AIDS epidemic, derogatory language, slurs, death and dying,
1: rape scenes, miscarriage, and alcoholism. And and also we have them up on the podcast in our saved story highlights as yes, well. Yes, yeah. So, so if you can you, find all of our reviews there.
0: If you go to at read It or at pod, we have highlights for all of our series. So anything that we talk about or if you have questions like – honestly please reach out um we want to make sure that everyone is taking care of themselves while reading and even though these are all really important books if that's a topic that's too difficult for you at this time please take care of yourself (laughs) it's very important and remember that trigger warnings content warnings
1: are not spoilers yeah Uh, it's a question of whose responsibility is that is it us as readers reviewers to warn other readers and reviewers or is it the publisher or is it the author them- themselves um, it's a it's a fascinating issue of whose responsibility it is but I think we can all agree that right. nobody voluntarily subjects themselves to doing something for pleasure that turns to be not at all what they want I, I think that we can all agree yeah to that, and that's really what it's about
0: I've never not wanted to read the book after seeing content warnings I've been like okay I just feel more prepared prepared going in. And mm-hmm. I just think that that's I think that's important for people um, because yeah. I know that like I mean I turn to books to build my empathy and understanding. And this week on Bookstagram, I actually found a new favorite person to follow. Um, Sam, she's at the book she elf, um, like shelf, but she elf. She's got a great accent. She's British. <laughs> um, but she and a few others started like a virtual book club called do the work book club in order to challenge their own privilege and really um do the work to become more informed and better members of their communities so some of my favorite books that are all by women um and about women that opened me up to learning are um the hate you give by angie thomas um which does deal with police violence death racism and strong language but I stayed home on a
1: Friday night to finish that book. I I absolutely I've heard loved great it. things. I have it on my shelf and I am gonna probably read it's YA, right? Yes, it's imperative literature, honestly. I think that yeah. it, it should be like summer reading. I think I think I'm gonna definitely read it. In advance of maybe a future series that we're Ooh. going to talk about, <laughs> uh, but it's I got it I got it for Christmas and I'm really excited. Yeah, it's great. Um, I had it from the
0: library and then I bought a copy because I was like, this is a book that I need to own. Um, and there's a movie version of it. Um, but I also love Educated by Tara Westover, and that book does deal with child abuse, graphic and gory images, and radical religion. That was a t- really a hot t- hot book in um, 2018, I think. So if you hadn't read it yet. I really recommend it. Um, I also read the Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks by Rebecca Skloot. I read that last year. uh, I think around this time. Um, It was one of the most. It's a very scientific book. Um, And -hmm. there's also I think there's a movie version of it, and Oprah's in it. Um, It does deal with. Mm -hmm. It's on HBO, I believe. Okay, it does deal with cancer, death, and racism, but it is just fascinating and if you have like any interest at all in the medical industry and like how vaccines are created and um just like modern medicine Henrietta Lacks really is like the reason why we have modern medicine and uh I just finished this one the other day and I think it is it's a really difficult book to read but it is just like a fascinating look at like women in journalism um, it's She Said by Jody Cantor and Megan Toohey and there are a lot of tough reasons that why it's hard to read because it does deal with the Harvey Weinstein accusations so there's talk of rape and sexual abuse the abuse of power um, and it does mention Dr. Christine Blasey Ford and her Senate Judiciary Testimony from Brett Kavanaugh's Senate uh, Lawyer, please help me out. Yeah. Senate confirmation. Thank you. This is, I'm the actor. She's the lawyer. <laughs> um, so that is a really tough one. But a I was really, really proud of these two women and um, their journalistic work. It's a great piece of journalism.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll echo a lot of those. I read Educated. Um, there was the first memoir that I would read in, I guess, my adult life that wasn't for school or something that changed my perception on what a memoir can be and what it is i think that's a absolutely fascinating story so highly recommend that as well and i also did read the immortal life as henrietta lacks we actually i took a bioethics course at my law school um there are a lot of areas of the healthcare industry that fascinate me uh, there's a lot of work that we need to do from a legal perspective and from a medical perspective to align with what I think is the ethical way to go about things and a lot of times especially in the law it's so far behind so mm-hmm. I took this course on bioethics which basically combines science with legal ethics with just ethical standpoints from a, like more philosophical perspective and it was a fascinating course and we read Henrietta Lacks and it's about the cells that um, we use to cure that scientists have then used to cure a lot of prevalent diseases and a lot of other fascinating things but the way that the researchers obtained her cells is highly controversial um basically she was in at Johns Hopkins it's a research institute and so she um went there for free medical treatment and as a result of going there for free medical treatment they were able to obtain her cells without her informed consent and that's a whole that's a whole thing but the book is fascinating and um I'd highly recommend that one as well yeah it's not even like I was like a
0: science book but it's not boring like it reads um very
1: impressively and it's mm-hmm. another great piece of journalism so and then also i'll add a woman is no man we talked about that earlier i think that was a very eye-opening book for me and i learned a lot from that taking it to a classic i think beloved by tony morrison i love tony morrison in general but beloved is one that really sticks out with me for mm-hmm. its magical realism and there's just so much to that book that has stuck with me for years and then other women authors that have inspired me ursula Le Guin. i don't know if you've read anything by her
0: no maybe? i haven't
1: okay well so you should go read the ones who walk away from Omalas. it is a like short story essay thing it's super short like i think it's like 10 pages i don't even know it's very short but um that's fascinating and then um, I love Flannery O'Connor. I mean, I could go on for days about women <laughs> authors that I love.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just like thinking about like as we look at these lists, um, there's a lot of nonfiction and memoir and I am a like I love memoir. It's my favorite genre. I am fascinated by people's lives and um but I have found that I that I now think that fiction, if done with like proper research, respect, and grace, can have the same impact as nonfiction. Mm-hmm. And I think it's absolutely. A, um, I think that's going to be a fun thing to explore in this series, is what pieces of fiction, uh, can teach us. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm super excited, and uh, a couple titles that I'm going to make time for um, this month. Uh, the majority of them are fiction. I think they're all fiction that are written all by women is uh The Girl with the Louding Voice by Abby DeRay. Um it was my book of the month for
1: February and I didn't read it in February. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm gonna to read, read it that this too. Month. I'm I need to read it. I got it I got it also February, so, like, right on pub day.
0: So many people have said that it's like a perfect book and like the hype
1: normally scares me. I know. But <laughs> see Beartown that has been sitting on my shelf for oh, two I love that years. Book. Speaking of male authors, I do enjoy. It. I do like
0: Frederick Bachman. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I've been following um, Duray on Instagram and she just seems like the loveliest human. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to read your book and I'm not going to let the hype scare me. And then I'm also going to read Anna Kay by Jenny Lee this month. The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reed, Red at the Bone by Jacqueline Woodson, and Darling Rose Gold by Stephanie Roble. I don't. Oh, those are some really good ones. Yeah, I'm going to put any trigger content warnings regarding these titles in the blog post that I mentioned that will be linked on our um, uh, Instagram just because I obviously have not read them yet and I don't know too much about them so if you think of picking any of these up just check
1: out that blog post prior yes and I am actually going to try to read some more memoirs this month because I feel like I when I was thinking about books that have really impacted me the ones that really stand out are some memoirs and I really want to add to that a little bit more mm-hmm. so um, Roxanne Gay's Hunger has been on my TBR for oh, so long so good and I know I just know that one's going to hit me deep um, so I'm going to read that also looking forward to reading Redefining Realness by Janet Mock and then some fiction books that I'm looking forward to reading are Dominicana by Angie Cruz that one I've had like I'd been on the lookout since it came out and then it was Allie at all that Allie Reads. Her review or her like talking about it really pushed over the edge. I was gonna add it to my book of the month box this month, but they only let you choose three books. And oh I know that's a problem. Had three books. <laughs> this is the first month, Phoebe, I think since I got my book of the month that I only got the one book. Oh, and it's mostly strange. because not because I didn't well actually I, I didn't really want the other books but it, it was also I would have added done some add-ons like I almost added Trick Mirror oh that one's really good yeah and I, I really do want to read that but I'm I know myself and I know I'm not going to get to it this month like I have yeah. too much I've already I've already overcommitted. it's literally not even it's the very beginning of March and I have not I've already overcommitted myself I'm always so I needed to not add more <laughs> oh my i literally i have a shelf on my bookshelf that's just for book of the month books and it like looks so pretty in its current like amount of books and i don't want to keep adding to it (sighs)
0: yeah mine's um Uh, mine is embarrassingly embarrassingly full but i'm really gonna uh, a lot of the titles that i want to read were book of the month choices so i'm gonna Really prioritize them in March.
1: <laughs> um, and in addition to Dominicana, I'm also definitely looking forward to reading Such a Fun Age. You read that earlier this, or like last month? I read Katie, it in January. Or, as oh, you fun. read it in January. Wow. Yeah. The months all go together. But um, And I've just heard so many great things about that. And yeah. just need to read it. Here's a little fun fact. Cassidy at ladiesgettinglit.utcher. utcher. Sure. <laughs> Every time I laugh when I say it like that. Um, she read that book in maybe in December, maybe in January, I don't know. And she gave it like an exceedingly high rating. And if you know anything about Cassidy, she's very tough on, i feel like she's very tough on her reviews she's also very random if you ask her about her rating <laughs> method she just kind of is like mm, it felt like a 4.26 <laughs> um not quite a 4.3 but like it needed to go over you know so she compared it to the hearts and visible furies and i messaged her immediately and i was like whoa strong language there cassidy like that's the, you don't just go throwing that around and she goes I mean it and honestly maybe liked it better wow so that's just that that was just like sold
0: i yeah uh, i loved i love that book we um so nick's family does like secret santa and someone i'm always like please don't get me things that i don't need just because you feel obligated to buy me a present i am so happy with a gift card like target gift card barnes and noble gift card American Express gift card like because I'm just gonna use it for books and his youngest cousin who's one of my favorite people in the entire world had me and he got me a Barnes and Noble gift card and he was like just go go crazy go get what you want (laughs) and I literally I I used it to get such a fun age because I was like this is all that I want and it was really nice to like be that excited about a book and read yeah. it right away because I, I, I think know, I, I miss you, that. Um, I mean we're very lucky to have as much reading content as we do but it does get sometimes like like I miss the feeling of like going into the bookstore and choosing the book right away and like cracking it open in the back seat on the
1: way home like I miss I that but yeah so I'm, I'm really looking forward to reading those books this month i agree okay so i think that's where we're going to leave it off for today as always please you know message us with any comments you have things that you want us to add into this discussion going forward this is just the intro we've got a lot of ground to cover and a lot of really exciting books to talk about so Leave us any um, feedback and suggestions on our podcast or through DM on our Instagram at reader pod And please also let us know if you have any recommendations by queer authors or um, books that confront uh, gender, sexuality. Topics like that, we're really interested in adding those into this month and make sure that that gets the representation that it deserves in Women's History Month as well. So please send those recommendations to us. Yes, we'd really appreciate it. Um, but for now, make sure you leave a
0: review and a rating if you're listening on Apple Podcast. Um, like Ashley said, you can stop by our Instagram at Read It or list it Pod and. Um, comment on today's post, and we'll see you next week in our pitch episode, where we'll be trying to convince each other to read some of our very favorite titles. Thanks. Yes. Thanks for listening. See you next time.
1: Original music by Jake Thorne. Original artwork by Lindsay Huckabee. You can find Lindsay on Instagram at Lindsay Draws It Again or on Etsy at Lindsay Draws Co. Podcast produced and edited by me, Ashley Chandler, and Phoebe Wright. You can find us on Instagram at readitorlistitpod. All rights reserved, 2020.